Hello and welcome back to the Furthest from Perfect podcast. I am Lance and this is my bud Steven. I think it's been about nine months since we've recorded an episode. Yeah, it's been it's been quite some time. It yeah, right at the we were talking about it before, right at the kind of start of of COVID and the and the pandemic and all that shit, I think is when we recorded our one month anniversary episode we literally did like four episodes uh and we actually had a couple more recorded that uh i don't i don't have anymore i don't know where they went but i do remember we recorded a couple more um after the last upload and uh just kind of got neglected the the podcast got neglected and be honest so partially my fault i was really bad about editing it um and partially just like schedules got kind of mixed around due to the the pandemic but it's basically covid's fault it's all covid's fault COVID's i don't know. yeah it's all remote and uh but covid still ruined it anyways but uh but how you been what you been up to i've been good man uh just been kind of obviously i work retail i think we talked about this before so just been busy with work um but yeah man i've been good just uh not doing a whole lot but work and more work and a little bit of wow on the side a little bit of wow tiny bit of wow just a small amount yep but uh like we were talking about briefly uh before we started it's almost over so uh it's like a bittersweet feeling um because this game has literally consumed my life for over a year now and it's about over man december 3rd next ramus comes out which uh i know I've committed to at least clearing one time, and I don't know if I'll play again after that. I know a lot of people said, like, some of the upcoming expansions that may or may not release is when the game gets really, really good, but I don't know, man. I just don't, like, the more, the deeper into this game you get, man, like, it's it's like a, it's a, it's a catch grab, dude. Like, you got to put more time in it, and more time, and more time, and it's like, I thought I was putting in a lot of time, and then the game gods are like, nope. Like more time, you need more time, more time behind your computer. So, are they linking that up with uh, Shadowlands? Is that what's coming out? Yeah. So there was like a lot of controversy behind it because Shadowlands got delayed, right? So what was supposed to happen was Shadowlands was supposed to launch, Nax was supposed to launch like a couple months after Shadowlands. So they were kind of like trying to like teeter it. So we're like every three to six months there's new content and wow whether it's classic or it's retail and um shadowlands got pushed back till i believe next month and then they announced nax is coming on the third so like there's a lot of controversy because people are like why would you launch two content grabs around the same time like you're per like blizzard's literally sitting there saying we want to split up our customer base as much as possible and I just I don't know if that's a good move because like there's a lot of people at least in my guild that still play both so they're like I don't know what I'm gonna do so a lot of guilds are actually breaking up because like when Shadowlands comes out they're like oh I'm gonna put a lot of time in Shadowlands and Nax Ram is being like literally one of the hardest raids ever in World of Warcraft like there it takes a lot of time to prepare and to get through it and a lot of people are like yeah I just don't want to put forth that time when the new expansion comes out yeah I <clears throat> I don't understand World of Warcraft. I don't. But I do know that 
I watch a lot of WoW streamers for some reason. I don't know why the game, like I enjoy watching WoW streamers, but uh, I know nothing about the game. And I've heard multiple people talk about Classic and how it was a big nostalgia trip for people, but it was also a very different experience than what people had initially because when the raids were first dropping like years and years ago, they were so hard because nobody knew what to do. And right. so now people are talking about like, it's all on fucking YouTube or like these people have already run this stuff before. And like the private servers have been up for years. Right. Yeah. So it's like, and that, that to me, I think is what a lot of it killed it for me was is I keep, I keep telling myself like, Oh, it's, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. Cause I think literally back last time on the podcast when we talked about WoW briefly, I was like, oh, dude, AQ, AQ's coming out. It's going to be tough. It's going to be, it's going to kick us in the dick. And it was a joke. Yeah, and I think like the now. first, I first time our guild ran through it, I was like, yeah, this is actually kind of boring. And I think <laughs> that was like, that's when like me, uh, me, you and Matthew, we started playing a little bit because I was like, I'm just bored. Like, yeah. and, and WoW Classic, which is becoming notorious, like it's a lot of elitist of like, you got to get your world buffs. You got to get all the consumes, right? And how the game was meant to be played at this level was very casually like, if you got world buffs, that's awesome, but it's not like mandatory, right? And yeah. then like consumes helped, but they weren't mandatory. But guilds now, you have to have it or you don't raid. So it's like, why didn't they change the raids? Like, like why didn't they make them more difficult when they dropped them this time? Like, they had to know that the shit was going to be, like... Yeah, so there was... And that's where I was a little irritated, right? Where I was hoping for... Like, AQ was the first big skill uh, scaling of WoW Classic Vanilla originally. And it took a while for a lot of people to beat it. There was even, like, the, the final boss, C'Thun... Um, is known as like one of the hardest bosses ever and he there was like uh one of the actual developers now at the time he was just a casual player but he was like it's mathematically impossible to beat this guy i was like let that go, let that boss come into classic right? right if he's mathematically impossible to beat that's what we need we need something that's going to just kick us in the teeth like literally opening night so like it was pretty cool to to witness the experience of like your first world event where it was when it happened a bunch of stuff was happening in the world and you couldn't the gates of uh encourage didn't open up until you had to like turn in all this stuff and like as a horde or alliance you, the gates wouldn't open up until both factions completed their so it's like a community thing correct like community so like effort. like literally we had horde players like i was farming to help the alliance just so they could open up the gates that much faster and like that was so cool, but there were servers that did it literally, kid you not, a week and a half before my server did. So like we got to watch videos of like actually classic being played. So like we knew everything before it happened. And what's frustrating is they there was a guild that speed ran AQ the very first night that their 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 gates opened. And dude, they finished it in thirty six minutes. And I'm like, bro, what? Yeah, I mean, this, that's just what is, happens. Like, like, it's a different era now compared to what it was whenever Classic came out. So that's why I am confused. Like, everybody already knows the mechanics. Like, you can look them up on YouTube. It's almost expected of you to go into a raid, like, already knowing what's going on, whether Correct. you're a new player or not. It's kind of like if you go to play Counter-Strike now. Like, you should know how to throw certain smokes. Like, people just kind of assume that you know how to do that. Like, you can't just go in and be like, oh, I don't know that. It's like, you'll get, you'll get yelled at. That's... Is it fair? No, but that's kind of the way things are now. The games have been out so long 
everybody expects you to be knowledgeable, whether that's fair or not is a different discussion. But, like, I was shocked. I knew they were going to release Classic. I was perfectly okay with that. I was shocked watching them, like, not do anything to the raids. I'm not saying change them entirely, but I'm saying, like, literally, like, make them more difficult or maybe swap some of the boss mechanics or something so people have something to learn. Because otherwise, like, it's... I don't know. For experienced WoW players, it doesn't seem to be as enjoyable, I guess. Yeah, It's a joke, right? And then, like, me, where, like, it gets to the point now where, like, I'm just, like, dude, I log on, like, literally from the, for the camaraderie of, like, helping my, my guildmates, and... Yeah, you hang out. Like, uh, and another thing that kind of burnt me was, like, when I leveled up my, my hunter character, and I started raiding with them, so I was raiding four nights a week, and it's, like, the same content, four nights a week... Like, yeah, I don't know how you do it. And even even on my warrior character, it's like I'm just another guy. Like my hunter's pretty cool because like I pull for my guild. So like, if they start to piss me off, I'll just pull one one mob too many, and I just do it on purpose sometimes just to see the world burn because I'm that type of guy. But like with my warrior, it's like, all right, you charge in, uh, you hit three buttons. All right, he's dead. Uh, all right, move the next one. All right, three more buttons. Like, yeah. It just it gets boring, right? Yeah. And, that's why I was telling like one of my officers. I was like, "Man, like I for sure want to clear like Nax one time, and I may not play WoW again until like the next expansion when they like they got these things called arenas, which is more PvP bit. Because I still love the PvP in this game, absolutely love it. The problem is like in classic PvP is like literally ruined by what they call pre-mades. So like people gather up and like they basically like rig the the games to where like they're going to be on the same team so it's like you just get steamrolled and it's just not fun or you got Do they, they not have rankers. like a like a team queue thing where you can queue like duo queue or trio queue or whatever in that uh, or like... they do it just doesn't work very well and oh, okay. so like the um and like the rankers that are the people that like it's known like to get rank 14, which is the highest PVP rank. Uh, you got to put in a stupid amount of time, bro. Like, I'm talking 18 hours a day, every single day for like a month straight. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And, it's what classic is built around. Is like it's a time suck. Which I'm not saying yep. that's a bad thing for people. I'm just saying like in general, the thing is a fucking time suck. Like just all yeah, there is to and, it. And, and when that so like when that started happening, like I was getting passed up on PVP uh, for like people that were ranking, and I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, all right. And it just, I don't know, dude, it just burnt me out. It's like, it's like a bittersweet moment, but I, dude, I've been watching other games that are coming out, man, and I just... Yeah, I'm oh yeah, so no, there's so much to, good to shit coming stuff. out. Like, <laughs> I, I want to, like, Assassin's Creed Valhalla looks absolutely amazing, which makes me want to go back and, because you know how I am, dude. Like, I got to play all the other ones before I get to that one, even though the storylines have nothing to do with each other. So, this one, I've played the other ones. I didn't play Origins, and I played just a little bit of Odyssey. But so Odyssey feeds into this one in like the real real life, like when you're out of the animus type shit. So yeah. that feeds into it. But um, for the most part, it's its own experience. And to be honest, I've seen a lot of weird shit about Valhalla come out and I'm about 20 hours in. Right. I've barely scratched the surface of the game. Um, it's a long game. And I have seen the weirdest reviews of this game. I don't know why it's so like like people just have this weird like hate boner for Assassin's Creed. <laughs> like, as a whole, like, they don't know what the fuck they want. I'm starting to realize that the more games that come out. Because 
a lot of people are like, oh, it's not an Assassin's Creed game. I'd like it if it was an Assassin's Creed game. And it's like, well, how many more do you want them to make? Like, how many more do you want of just, like, the dude in the hood walking around jumping on people with the hidden blade? Like, they did that from Assassin's Creed 1 all the way up to... Uh, I think Black Flag was the first one that wasn't just like that, like where you're in the Creed. So you have one, you have two, you have Assassin's Creed 3, you have Brotherhood, you have Revelations. Like, how many more of that do you want? Right. Like, and um, I was even reading some Google reviews. I almost made a whole video on it, um, just on the Google reviews. I was reading the one-star reviews. This one lady uh, left it a one-star review because of the fact that you didn't have the hidden blade. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, you get the hidden blade like an hour into the game. Right. Like, they give it so to she, you like, an hour play, in. Yeah, she didn't play that much then. No, they didn't play it. Nobody did. And I even watched some, like, YouTube reviewers, right, just to see, like, what, what people are saying, right? And there was one YouTube reviewer that I saw. He put about 50-plus hours into the game. Uh, this video has a shitload of views, too. <clears throat> um... And he's, he's dumping on the game, right? That's fair. Like, you don't have to like the game. I'm not saying you have to like the game. But I am saying, like, you have to use your brain whenever you're talking about something. He said that the game was... Uh, the combat was uh, a button mash uh, fest. And he beat the game in, like, 55 hours, but he played it on the normal difficulty. So he said the right. combat was too easy, but he played it on normal. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I... like, you can't complain the game's too easy when you're playing two difficulties lower than the hardest difficulty that you can play on in the combat. And there's even a difficulty that improves the AI's, like, awareness. So it's like, you can cater your experience. I'm playing through it. I'm, like, 20 hours in, like I said. And I'm I'm playing it on the hardest shit just because I, I wanted to see how challenging it was. And right. I get two hit by anything. I get one hit by bosses, and I die in two hits to just, like, regular spear guys. And it is one of the well, most, like, insane mechanical experiences that I've had to deal with in terms of dodging and learning animations and parrying and knowing when to use like my bow as opposed to like uh like going like I guess more aggressive it it's it's wild to me some of the reviews that people have left on this game and I'm kind of like I'm enjoying it I they they're entitled to their opinion no matter how shitty it is and it's just it's it's hilarious to me how badly people shit on the game for like the dumbest reasons well, so it's kind of like you, what you and I were talking about uh, that one podcast when we were sitting there saying, like, I think people just love, like, they see a bad review and people just love to, to, to pile on to that, right? Yeah. Like, no one wants to go into a game with their own opinion because they want to see one negative opinion that they may agree with, right? Yeah. But then they over-exaggerate it and they're like, oh, well, I noticed that in five minutes. That must be what the entire game is. Yeah. And they, like you said, with the, the one lady with the, the hidden blade, like I'm sure she saw somebody sit there and say, oh, well, it's like it's axes and shields and and, yeah. and it's more for honor than it is uh, Assassin's yeah. Creed and I'm going to hate it. That's not Assassin's Creed. I want Assassin's Creed. But yet, yeah. okay, did you put in enough time to make that assessment? Like probably not, yeah. right? And to me, like I, that's why like I like to play games like that's why i loved about humble humble bundle like i don't care what the reviews on the game were like i want to make my own judgment of how good or bad this game may be right and they because give you a bunch of games that you've never you're, you probably wouldn't you, have you would have Otherwise, never bought yeah yeah you would have never bought and like i love that stuff man and it's to me i just think the world of gaming has turned into 
it doesn't matter how good a game is, we're going to search for the bad stuff, and that's all we're going to talk about is how bad this one mechanic was that may be 10 minutes in the game. Like, yeah. it just, I, I hate it, man. Like, I, I, like, well, I mean, they used to do it back when uh, Black Flag first came out, right? With the, the whole the, the boat mechanic, the thing you said you actually like. A lot of people were, were dumping on that. It was like, yeah. that's not Assassin's it's Creed. People push like, play- back, yeah. Right, and it's like to me, it's like, but now years down the road, a lot of people are like, "Hey, that actually was, was pretty good." We want a whole game of just that because it's that good. Yeah, people call and it like, like the best pirate game ever, and it's, yeah, it, it just—I I don't know, man. It just it it triggers me. Like I, I can't stand the whole. Um, we're just going to stockpile hate on a game because it's not exactly what we wanted, and. Especially, like, I think if you're a reviewer for, like, GameSpot, IGN, anything like that, like, you've got to go into a review knowing that, right? Like, your your review matters, right? Like, and that's why, like, I watch most of my reviews that I watch is on YouTube because, like, I feel like they do a lot better job of being biased of, like, hey, I don't like this specific thing, but please play the game so you can be your own judge. Yeah. Right? Like, um... Uh, the completionist is one of the ones I love watching where like, dude, he'll, he'll dump on a game for 15 minutes straight, but he'll end it with, Hey, you should still play it. Like, yeah. I didn't like this, but that's my opinion. Like you should, uh, you should like formulate your own opinion. Like, and it's, th- let me, let me just be a hundred percent fair here. The game is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I just feel like nobody gave the game a fair shake in terms of like, people automatically called it <clears throat> good lord people automatically called it like i've seen people say that uh, assassin's creed odyssey they just reskinned it in viking times right they've been doing that since the beginning right <laughs> like from 1 to 2 they just reskinned it in rome and they added a couple right. of combat mechanics right they did the same yeah. shit like all through the Ezio trilogy, like they just they, they just keep reskinning it with different locations and different time periods. That's what they do. That's the whole point of the fucking game. Is like you're getting that same experience with just a different character and a slightly different storyline, and and you and you play the game. But the thing is, I don't understand why people are pissed off because Odyssey is like one of the most beloved Assassin's Creed games. Granted, it's way too long. That's the big thing with it. It's it's so long and the map is almost too big. Like it's there's there's it's it's enormous. It's almost daunting right. to like play for your first time. But there's a lot of people put like over a hundred hours in Odyssey. They love it, whatever. And then they complained about Valhalla because like it's the same thing. It's like what you didn't. So what you had you had chocolate ice cream. You love chocolate ice cream. Somebody gave you chocolate ice cream and you're pissed off and about it. Like play. what the fuck? What do you what do you want, dude? Like yeah, I I don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, the game's not perfect. There's a there's a myriad of bugs with it. Like your character will lock up. Um, your reticle will pause the 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 combat is a little bit more dark souls ish in terms of it's a lot of rolling a lot of parrying um there's these like pressure points that you can hit like every boss fight like a lot of people complained about the boss fights too i didn't have a problem with it because i still think it's laughable that you kill this main character like this main guy that's like intricate to the story and like uh progression and he's supposed to be the super powerful guy in the past titles you just jumped on his head with a hidden blade that was all you did and then boom right that that super important guy is gone yeah. right 
And, and uh, I've been searching for this guy for hours. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, he just fucking Mario his ass, and he's de he's dead. And like <laughs> in this one, like there's like these little boss fights that they set up, and it, it leads you into them. But they're really like I spent like 45 minutes on one dude the other day because I, I again you just have to learn their move sets. It's the same kind of experience as I hate comparing everything to Dark Souls, but it is like you have to learn the animations, you have to learn what their routines are in terms of like when they're gonna rush at you and do a power attack versus what you can parry, what you can't. And it's a big learning experience, and it is very different from other Assassin's Creeds. I'm enjoying it. The game is not perfect, like, at all. The it, it runs infinitely better on PC, though, I will say. My computer cannot run Odyssey for shit. It, this, my CPU stays at 100%, um, and I have a Ryzen 2700, and it, it peaks out my CPU, runs like dog shit. Typical Ubisoft game. Valhalla, however, runs at a buttery 60 FPS at all times on my computer, and my CPU never gets above 30%. So optimization-wise, Valhalla is infinitely better than every other Assassin's Creed on PC. Because even Assassin's Creed 2 runs like dog shit on PC. Well, so I think a lot of that's going to... Like, the better consoles get, I think the better it's going to start getting on PC, unfortunately. Like, even though it should be, like, backwards. But, like, the more powerful consoles get, like, in order to port them over to PC, it's going to be, like, infinitely easier because they're using SSD drives and they're using, like... They don't have to downscale the game as, hard, as right. much for Correct. consoles. Yeah. So, like, yeah, which breaks, like, certain mechanics because, like, a certain a certain role is supposed to take this many frames, but on PC, which is, can run faster, like, the game's not... Like, the game's not used to being accelerated like that. Yeah. And so I think it's going to get a lot better, like, the better consoles get, unfortunately. Um but no, I think everybody just wants to have that that God of War effect, right? Where like God of War went from like ancient Greek times and Roman times, or not Roman, but Greek times and stuff like that, to like the the Nordic mythology and stuff like that. And it was still like the original was amazing, and this game was amazing. And I think everybody everybody is expecting that every time like Assassin's Creed hits. And you just can't expect that. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. and I hate to say it, but like, a Sony exclusive is infinitely better than anything Ubisoft will create. Like, as far as like <laughs> polish. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, that's, it's different studios and it's, it's definitely different strokes for different folks. Cause I've loved every single Assassin's Creed I've played. Even Unity, I, I started playing that. I had some real issues with, with, um, the parkour was my biggest issue, but it's, it's, that's because I have trash brain and Unity's <laughs> parkour system is really intricate and you actually have to learn the like the the parkour mechanics. Like now looking back, there's a ton of shit reviewing Unity like now basically. And the parkour system is the most complex that it had ever been in the series with Unity in terms of um the the way the animations flow together, it was more like modern free running in a sense like how people do like modern free running in between buildings and jumping off of shit and stuff like that um yeah. the system was too intuitive for me i like simple shit i like to be able to see ledge jump towards ledge and my character just jumps towards the ledge right i almost like a more arcadey platformer style with maybe some little animation tweaks in there unity system doesn't really work like that there's a bunch of different button combinations that you can do to drop um uh, like descend and then like ascend and then also be able to move like sideways and then jump backwards off the wall like and jump back and forth in between walls to scale it like there's all kinds of wonky shit you can do so my poor brain couldn't keep up with that 
But the game itself was fucking fantastic. I thought it was amazing how they made it. And, yeah. like, it was one of the most hated games ever when it came out because the bugs were so bad. But it's really good now, and nobody wants to give it a chance. It's really shit. Yeah. It's funny, too. I just got to watch a video that was talking about that. Like, I don't know, man. I guess I've been pretty lucky. Like, games, like, game-breaking bugs, like, on release. Like, even, like, Fallout 76, right? The only game-breaking bug that I saw, like, I witnessed was... The fact, for whatever damn reason, we weren't able to party up, which was the whole reason I bought the game. Yeah, the social twice. was broken for like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, so like, but like when people falling through the map and all stuff like that, like I didn't, I didn't never see that. I'm, I'm not saying it just it wasn't happening, right? But like, yeah, I, I don't think which goes right in line with some of the things people say, right? Where like, people find something that happens once or twice in a game, and then that once or twice in a game scales to oh my god this game is completely broken and nothing's working and like this that and the other when it's like in reality like no like you just got some bad luck they also like, assume that it's the game's fault and not their technology's fault or an issue well, with a program that they're running or their internet or something like they automatically yeah. are like the game sucks me and it's like okay well are you running it on a on like windows vista or something like what are you what are you running it on you know but people don't like potato to, with plugs yeah people don't like to take any kind of responsibility for stuff like that um and say what you want about fallout 76 it's still got more of its player base than marvel's adventures has and that game was super hyped when it came out yeah and did you did you see the article that they put out about it about how much money it lost them and stuff uh they lost they've lost 96 percent of their player base since like day one well, like, a lot of people like sat March. there and said like it just got like there wasn't enough content the Marvel game, I didn't watch it or play it or anything. I just laughed at it because it, uh, like the 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 thought of it. The game sounds amazing, but I was like, kept trying to tell people like, it's very ambitious, and like if you think that kind of game is going to come out with zero issues, like you're crazy, like or like it's called what it is. Developers' jobs are to hype up a game, like. That's literally what they're there to do. They're they're supposed to consume you into looking at like articles for it, researching it, right? Like that is their job, right? So when they sit there and say, "Oh, this game's gonna be the best game you've ever seen," uh, okay, like that's kind of what they're supposed to say, right? Like, I think don't, obviously don't games. go No Man's Sky level <laughs> of hype, but like that's part of their 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 job is to sit there and say, "Hey." this is something you've never seen before if they were like oh no it's kind of like just about uh, hey you know that last marvel game that we made yeah it's kind of like that i think it's, superhero it's, it's, it's games like are that. crap if they're not one superhero i think as soon as you start implementing way too many superheroes and way too many different things i, I think the games turn into shit unless well, it's like I, a fighting I, game or something like that like that's a little different but like what are the most popular fucking superhero games ever like the batman arkham series which is just <sighs> fucking batman so and then good. his villains and his stuff or like you know the the new spider-man um like that that series is like wildly popular but like you don't ever like i i don't think i've ever heard anybody say like my favorite superhero game ever is the one where they had eight like the you know the the one with all the the avengers and all the x-men games there was one on xbox 362 that came out it was like a top-down thing like I can't even remember what it was called, but I remember playing it. I think it came with my Xbox actually, and it was like another Avengers style game, which is cool in theory. But like, I just think there's too much. One, they cost too much money. 
to yeah. develop and get the rights to everybody. So right there, it's already kind of a risk. Whereas, like, if you're only focusing on one, you know, you don't have to pay for the rights to, like, all these different superheroes and try to get them all together and try to, like, get their voice actors to come in. And, like, you know, you don't you don't need all that. You, you just need one. And I think anytime they try to do too much, it's just, it's that's exactly what it is. It turns into too much. I, I would have loved to just see a new Hulk game. Like I think a new I don't Hulk know what you're game. Talking would be about cool. Lego Marvel, greatest game of all time. We don't count Lego games. Lego games are great, and they're they're but they're their own thing. We do not count Lego games. Greatest of all time. Lego games are too good, of of video games. Um, speaking of of new new shit. Um, are you getting the new consoles, or have you already gotten them, or what? I, I have not gotten them. I want them. Um. But just who I am as a consumer, um, I'm going to attempt to wait for like a special edition to come out. Because every time I buy the console on launch, <laughs> and then like four months later, yeah. a special edition comes out where I'm like, "Bro, that one's so much cooler than mine. It's red." <laughs> Don't you? Didn't you same have, exact console, but it's red? Didn't you have like two PS4s because of that, or something? Yeah, yeah. and I ended up like it took me a little bit to sell one, but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um because the there's like a bunch of memes about the new ones and what's funny is one of them so basically there was an xbox meme i don't know if you've seen this it's the vaping xbox meme yeah okay so what's funny is that stemmed from somebody originally having an actual issue with their xbox like it yeah where they were talking about it was overheating and stuff it was overheating and like there was this little wispy almost looked like like steam or something like it was, it was you couldn't really see it but you, you kind of could like in the in the right. video um mm -hmm. coming out of the xbox and it was like an issue their xbox is overheating whatever that happens with new consoles people have latched onto that and have absolutely just like people blowing vape smoke into their xbox and it looks makes the xbox look like a chimney like it's this thick thick smoke um and it got so bad that Xbox literally tweeted, like, I can't believe we have to say this, but please don't blow vape smoke into your Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> the official dude, like, Xbox account tweeted that. <laughs> I, dude, I, when I saw that, I was like, what? Like, <laughs> so I saw the original, and I was like, I, I was like, oh, shit, that fucking sucks. Like, whatever. And I didn't see all the memes and shit. And then I saw the memes, and I was like, oh my god, is this like an actual issue? And then I started looking through like just video after video after video. People were like roasting marshmallows over theirs and like shit like that. And it was like, oh my god. Yeah, oh my I was god. more worried about like less about that because like that was I, – see, I, was, I expected something like that, right? Because I kept telling everybody that – these new consoles, man, they're going to be rough at first because, like, these things are coming close to PC-type power. And what they're sitting there saying of how the games will perform, stuff like that. And I was like, I'm interested to see on how because, like, there's PCs that people spend thousands of dollars on that are brought to their knees to play some of these games at the resolutions that they're boasting about, right? So I was like, there's going to be heating issues. There's going to be frame rate issues. Like, it's just it's, it's bound to happen, right, until people get it perfected. So, like, I was worried less about, like, the Xbox overheating. Like, when I first heard about it, I was like, I mean, yeah, obviously. Like, when you make something that small that's supposed to run at that type of performance, like, it's going to happen. I was more 
disappointed in Sony. Like you heard about their their CPU issues, right? Um, I've heard that it's crashing really bad. Like I was even watching some streams where like uh, people are having like to hard reset their P- their Playstations because it's crashing so bad. Like, but yeah. I don't I don't know if that's the same thing that you're talking so, about. So yeah, they were sitting there saying like. I don't know, it's like 40-some percent of like all consoles that were shipped out, Sony shipped out knowing that um, the CPU may potentially crash, right? Like, because there's just CPU issues going on, which like, I guess to Sony's like, hey, yeah, like our manufacturer warranty will take care of it, so like, what do you guys complain about type stuff? But like still, like... There's not enough stock like to go around right well, now well, anyway people well, not, are waiting not, not like, only that not only that but like the simple fact of this isn't this isn't like a random like first party game this is legitimately like your next 10 years right yeah, yeah. like and you guys just like you guys released it with the whoops yeah we were kind of aware but we didn't know it's not all of them like type of mentality it's <laughs> yeah. like i expect more from sony than that like plain and simple like i just expect more from them and like shame on me i guess because like it's just i shouldn't expect anything from any of these big um companies but like i have a bit of a track record has been a little bit better than microsoft right i'm used to microsoft being like oh it's not that big like after the red ring of death like (laughs) i've just i've gotten used to microsoft (laughs) just not being what it's supposed to be i have a weird theory and I don't know if there's any merit to this. This was just something that I, I remember whenever they released the specs for the new consoles. And I was sitting there thinking, and then I, I saw the price of the new consoles. And I was like, huh. Because I was thinking the same thing you were with, like, you know, this is getting to a point where this is just a, a PC. It's just a, you know, a pretty middle-of-the-road PC. Um, and I have a weird theory that I don't think they make jack shit on consoles. I... I think they they sell them. I don't think anybody would be stupid enough to sell them at a loss, but they may be selling them at a minor loss and making their money up through game sales, like taking a yeah. percentage of, of game sales. Like that's that could be, and then that could be what you were saying, um, kind of how they're able to to produce something that is basically like because like you said, it's hard to build a PC. For four or five hundred dollars, like the digital edition of the PS5 is what four hundred. Yeah, like it's hard to build a PC for four hundred dollars that can do the exact same things as the PlayStation Five. Um, so I wonder. Uh, I I don't think they would sell it at a loss, but they may be selling it and breaking even. I don't know, or they no, could I be selling they, it at a loss and then making. I think it they're absolutely it. selling it at a loss. I think that's why digital consoles are becoming so much more popular because they sell it at a loss, right? And to me. Digital content is the smartest dumb idea I've ever heard in my life, right? Where like you gotta look at any of these developers, right? They don't want you buying disc copies. They don't. Like that's that's an extra person or or a computer that they gotta put to make that disc to to perfect everything that's going on, right? Versus digital, you put digital into a server and just people can download it. Like what does that cost to do? Yeah. No, you're right. Right. Like, so, like, to me, like, the more they push these digital consoles, the more I think they absolutely are losing sales. And I think this new generation of consoles, like, they put out the digital versions hoping. And that's why they're doing, oh, it's $100 less. For like, a disc drive. Oh, oh, like, like, that's the difference. Yep. yep. There's going to be so there's gonna be so many digital copies that are released. I guarantee you the stock for digital is going to be way higher than 
than the, the actual hardware one or the, the, the disc one because they want you to sit there and say, oh, I want a PlayStation 5, but I like my discs, but I can only get a digital. Yeah. I guess I'm buying all my games digital. And they want to sell like three-fourths of their console as digital yeah. because, dude, that's just going to save them so much more money in the long run. And then their mind says, oh, but we're saving the consumer money. But then, yeah. then it turns into the next-gen consoles. Oh well, we don't even have discs anymore. Who uses discs anymore? Yeah, it's like it's like with the the fucking iPhone where they started changing yeah. up the ports and they took away the headphone jack and all that shit. Yeah, like, like <laughs> they're gonna have a I pluggable think that's what... um, disc drive that you can buy like separately if you want. Yeah. You plug in a disc yeah, drive I, for I, a game. I absolutely think that's what is gonna come to because yeah. you gotta sit there and think like if they the more powerful these consoles get. Yeah, they may. They could take a, they could take a fifty percent loss on a console, right? Yeah. Because guess what? The game costs are going up, so they're mm-hmm. going like, oh, the same exact procedure that we've always done in the past. We're going to charge twenty extra dollars for it. Yeah. For what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. no benefit to going digital. They don't charge you less because there's not a disc. No, they charge you the exact same amount, mm-hmm. right? And somebody was funny. Somebody was sitting there in our guild chat last week that was like, why do you guys buy digital? I would understand if digital was cheaper, but there's no benefit. Like the only benefit about digital is like you have it a little bit faster, but you pay the exact same amount of money. The exact same. Like yeah. Think about that for a second. There's no game case. You're not sending it out to a manufacturer. You're not creating the discs. No, like, you're paying for the content. That's what you're paying for. It's yeah, it but it's it's so much more beneficial for companies to sit there and say, "Hey, we're just going to promote digital copies," and like, but hey, we're going to scheme the market so where it's going to be the same seventy five dollar price tag, whether you buy it digital or buy it, um, buy it uh, digital or the disc copy. Like to yeah. me, like that's the biggest scam ever, and that's why I've always been an advocate of like, no physical copy. Like, yeah. let me buy a physical copy, and if I decide to hate the game, I can sell it back and get some of my money back. And you can't do that with digital. No, and I think like, that's another reason why they're doing it. I remember this was brought up whenever the PlayStation 4 came out. They were talking about how you had to download the game to your PlayStation and all that shit. And they were actually saying yeah. once you downloaded it, it was going to be like a PC like a, like a PC key. Whenever you bought a hard copy of a PC disc, you wouldn't be able to transfer your game anywhere else. And they were talking about it would kill used games and it was going to kill used game stores because you couldn't um, transfer discs. Like once you bought a hard copy, that hard copy was tied to the hard drive on your PlayStation 4. Kind of like how, you know, you buy a hard copy of a PC disc. Obviously that didn't happen. There's still plenty of people selling like used copies of, of PlayStation 4 discs and stuff. But like, I think that is where it's going essentially. I don't think the used game market did very well for, like I, I don't know how I don't know the numbers. I'm just this is clearly me speculating on shit. I don't know how much of that money, the used game market money, the like like people like Sony and Microsoft actually see. So I don't know if this is their way of finally like edging that out. You know what I mean? Like getting rid of yeah. that like used game market of like people reselling games and stuff like that, and even independent resellers, right? Like posting on fucking. God forbid you have to use Craigslist, but posting on Craigslist that you have a, a used Spider-Man game for 30 bucks, like, obviously Sony's not going to see any of that money. You can't do that right. with a digital copy. You know, you just can't. Yeah. Um, now, there's another issue with, like, selling accounts that have games tied to them and stuff, but that's a whole other issue, and that's completely different. But, um, 
like I, I think that could be a way of them dealing with that and trying to like get their their money back and stuff like that. Because to me, it's amazing that game prices have stayed where they are anyway with the types of games that we have. Like, you want to talk about? I remember buying Xbox like original Xbox games that were like fifty bucks. Yeah, and they got like Morrowind came out on the original Xbox. Like, and I I, I look at vanilla Morrowind now. And I'm like, how on God's green earth in 2003 did I pay the same price for this game as I paid for, that I'm going to pay for, like, Cyberpunk, right? Like, it just does, it blows my little tiny brain out of the back of my fat head to think that game prices have stayed relatively consistent. Yeah. For the last, like, I don't know, I don't know when they upped them to 60, but I do remember buying, like... I think Morrowind was fifty bucks. It was something like it was some outrageous yeah, number, no, right? They, they, like, no, they were that. Like it's like twenty years or some shit that they've been, you know, around that like sixty dollar mark. Like I up the price, like as much as well, I hate not, to say that, up the price. I, well, I, I mean, it's not even about saying that, right? Like you look at like so this this was my argument, right? Like look at a game like it's gonna be pretty controversial, but like Spider Man Miles Morales, right? They're charging full price for that game. That should have been a DLC. I've heard that. Yes, that game. It is... should have been a DLC. Don't get me wrong. I've heard it's awesome. It's amazing, graphically insane, but it should have been a DLC. So you're gonna charge the same amount of money for that as you would a, a full a full launch game, yeah. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, for instance, right? Like or like it's just like let's let's take even last gen, right? You're gonna charge the same amount for Red Dead. As you would for Fallout seventy six, yeah, right. Like stop. No, they stop. don't. They do definitely that. with Miles Morales. I've watched the game because I wasn't going to get a PlayStation five, so I wasn't going to play it, and I wasn't going to play it if they released it on PS four or whatever. Like I was, I wanted to experience it on PS five whenever I do end up getting one of those. But um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it, bro. That game is so short. Like if you, if you just do like like main story, do a few side quests or whatever. I saw a streamer beat it in like six hours. Yeah, they're saying about seven, eight hours. Like, like and, and that's with doing just minor side shit. You can go and do the little side shit, but all it is is, like, collectible stuff. The skill trees aren't very expansive. It's it's kind of la it's kind of crazy. Like, I, I, was, I was baffled, honestly, like, with all these games coming out and how, like, high quality the last Spider-Man was. And this one's still quality, but the story is super rushed, and it's it's very noticeable whenever you're, like, yeah. at least for me, watching it. Um, and it's, like... It, it, uh, there was somebody I, I saw a tweet that was complaining about it, and they were like, "They were like, of course, of course, they made Spider-Man black and they gave him a, a third of a game." And I was like, "I, I, I fell out." I was. They were like, "They, they hoed the first <laughs> black Spider-Man. Of course, he finally gets a game, and they, they, they just hoed him." And I was just, I was dying. I thought it but was absolutely me, like, hilarious. I, dude, I, got, I got irritated because, like, I, I was, I think I was talking to you about it. Like, dude, I loved, loved this most recent spider-man game dude it's it's probably like it takes me back to spider-man 2 on playstation 2 like it was that level of good and i i told people like this miles morales game can be so it could give that same type of feeling but the problem was like one i thought they rushed it i don't think i don't think that there was enough time in between spider-man to spider-man morales and don't get me wrong, I know a lot of the, the assets are the same with the buildings and same location. And for the most part, like, Miles Morales was even in that game, right? So, there's, like, yeah. the only thing you really got to do is create his costume and 
his specific move set or, or whatever it is. But like on the new console, like to polish it, like it just should have been a DLC. If that game was ready when it was, it should have been a DLC. So the theory that I've heard, I know I've had a lot of theories today, but the theory and rumor that I've heard is Miles Morales was supposed to be a DLC. Like they were developing it as a DLC. Then you wind up with a weird issue of you have a new launch of a new console, this brand new fucking console, and you have this opportunity where you're developing this game. It's like, do you release a PlayStation 4 DLC for a Spider-Man game that had been out, what, like... When did that come out? A year ago? Two years ago? When was when did that yeah, come it out? Came out a while back. Like, yeah, it came out a while back. Then you have this weird, awkward stage of, like, do you release a DLC for your old console, or do you go ahead and add more to the DLC and then launch it on your new console, right? Because it lined up perfectly with the, the, the PlayStation 5 drop. And that's the yeah. theory, the rumor, whatever. I don't know how much merit there is to that. But it does make a lot of sense because the game struggles not visually. It doesn't struggle combat-wise. I thought the combat actually looked more fluid than it did in the in the original. It struggles in writing and character development, which is what takes the most time to flesh out in right. terms of like production. And that, that's what I was about to say. With it being a Sony studio, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, right? One, I do think... You're 100% correct. I think they see the, oh, crap, we've got to hurry up and we got to have more launch titles than Xbox. So we've got to hurry up and put something together. Why not use this DLC we've been working on? And it can showcase the our power and all that stuff like that. But the flip side to that, and I think this is, where, this is why Nintendo's exclusives will always be the best. Right? Nintendo doesn't care how long the game takes to come out because it's going to be super polished when it comes out. Right, I. What? When's the last time you heard a negative thing about a Mario game? Yeah, like you don't really hear about like day one bugs right? with. Like, <laughs> and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, because Mario takes their, like their in home or their in house stuff. They take all that stuff deadly serious, right? And yeah. to me, Sony is finally like I don't care what anybody says. Sony infinitely has better exclusives than Xbox right now. Yeah, oh yeah. You're winning the market. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So why would you feel the need that you have to be the one that rushes? Let Xbox rush. Well, the, the, Let them come to come together super fast. The issue comes from the competition of those two in the first place. Like Nintendo doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Nintendo doesn't care about really what Sony and Xbox are doing because like if you notice like Microsoft is going to Nintendo to release their titles on the Switch. Like people are going to Nintendo to be like, "Hey, can we put our shit on Switch?" That's why you have shit like Skyrim on Switch, because you have these like studios and developers and things that aren't Nintendo exclusives being played on a Nintendo Switch. Right. You don't you don't see Nintendo going to Sony and be like, "Hey, can we put can we put our games on 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 PlayStation?" Right? Can we do that? Like they're all coming to Nintendo. Nintendo doesn't compete with those two, and I don't think yeah. they should have to. And I I think a lot of the issues does stem from the fact that Sony is always trying to like one up Xbox. Like and vice versa. I think there's a lot yeah. of weird rushed shit that happens and a lot of awkward things that happen. Like I think they would be better off just being like, okay, fuck you. I'm gonna do my own thing. Yeah. And, and just dude, like I said, it just irritates me, man. Like you didn't have to rush that game. You didn't have to, right? Like you could have taken your time and watch. Like I guarantee you, they're gonna put out some DLCs for uh, for Miles Morales, and the game's gonna be amazing. Yeah. But guess what? Then that seventy-five dollar game turns into a hundred dollar game. Yeah. 
when it should have been a DLC to begin with. <laughs> you should have made all a separate game. Like it just to me, like dude, it, it just it blows my mind to think that like that game is not even being talked about. Like the only game you hear being talked about right now for the new gen is COD, which is always going to be talked about, and Assassin's Creed. I've Miles Morales like, had a lot of hype. Demon Souls, but that's the only other one. Uh, yeah. The Demon, th yeah, I didn't think. I'm gonna be honest, but I forgot about that one. But yes, you're absolutely it correct. It looks great. But like that game, like um, like think back to when Spider-Man first came out, dude. That was a must-have. If you had a PlayStation, you had to have that game. Yeah. No, I do and remember everybody like, was playing that. Yeah. Like Miles Morales is not is not that, and like I'm sorry to say it, but like I'm waiting for the next god of war for the the true playstation exclusive right or i know we haven't talked about this yet either because this all happened during covid uh with microsoft buying out uh bethesda they're I, still a trash can company i i don't understand i don't get it they suck they're awful they're terrible i don't have any faith in bethesda i've lost all faith in bethesda they're absolutely a a garbage can company that has been coasting on the successes of a game that came out a decade ago i'm sorry Hold that's on. just what it is hear me out trash can what if elder scrolls 6 is a timed exclusive for xbox only great i i've <laughs> Develop another game for, for a, a console. Awesome. Ignore the, the fact that your games have been carried by the PC modding community uh, for the last decade. Go ahead. Do that. I I don't care. They're just so bad, dude. They're so <sighs> nostalgia-driven. Um, I, I used to be the biggest fan of Bethesda. I really was. And they have just done nothing but take a dump on on, on, on my head for the, last, for the last decade. And it's like I... I I'm just done. I've played all of these other games. Like, all these other studios are coming out with shit that is just progressing. They're not just releasing, you know, remasters and remakes and all this shit. They're actively producing better shit. And I get it. I know there's probably a lot of, like, people that play, like, shit like ESO that are like, oh, but, you know, ESO is great. Okay, cool. That's awesome. But, like, <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I can't take it anymore, dude. Like, you have, you have, a gold mine in in IPs in Fallout and, and Elder Scrolls specifically, and you have a fan base that is just absolutely enthralled by Skyrim and the things that you're that you were able to do originally, and then the mod teams were able to take and do. Um, you have a, a diehard Fallout fan base that has been playing Fallout for thirty goddamn years. Like they waited from. I know this was a different studio, but they waited from Fallout 2 to Fallout 3 so long. And then you have New Vegas come out under Obsidian, and you take a huge shit on Obsidian, first of all. They made a great game in yeah. Fallout New Vegas, and they completely... Big disrespect. Yeah. Absolutely fucked them out of any kind of bonuses over one Metascore point, like, after you rushed them in their development, and then you have to wait, and then we get Fallout 4, where you take all of the sandbox out of the Elder Scrolls games, or, or not Elder Scrolls games, out of the Fallout games, one of the amazing things about Bethesda titles is the fact that uh, there's this sandbox-esque feel to them. You make a character, you live that character's life, you, you play how you think that character would play, you approach situations the same way that that character would, and they take it, like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna... 
uh, give you this voiced protagonist here and give you this shitty dad storyline. We're going to take... We're going to flip the script. You're not going to be looking for your father anymore. You're going to be the dad looking for your kid. And it's, it's just this... Just awful, awful experience. I understand Fallout 4 was okay. I got bored with it. I played about 85 hours of Fallout 4. I know it's a long time. But I gave it a chance. I played the DLC, which the DLC was pretty good. The the building DLC sucked. But the uh the, the the one the point lookout one or whatever it was, the first one they did was really good. I didn't play Nuka World, but the the point lookout one I did. And I was just vastly underwhelmed in the in the story of the main story. I was so yeah. bored. Yeah. I was mind numbingly bored. And I just it's like you can see the ending of it coming a mile away. Like, they do this big twist ending, uh, like, to the story, whatever. And it's like, you just see it uh, hours before it fucking happens. So you don't even get the big, like, aha, wow, oh my god, that's crazy. It's not like, they, they tried really hard to make a Bioshock ending to that. Where, like, at the ending of Bioshock, dude, I was like, holy shit. That just slapped me in the nuts. And it just didn't happen for me with Fallout 4. And I'm sorry if there's any Fallout 4 fans. I found the game really, really boring. I thought it was a Far Cry game. I really did. The gun, the guns are the same. The movement's the same. You run around and you deal with settlements. Like, I just... I, I, I found it to be a watered-down Far Cry. I'm sorry. I just so didn't enjoy it. what you're saying is you're going to play Elder Scrolls 6. That's what I got out of that. We'll see how Cyberpunk is. If Cyberpunk's good enough, I won't need an Elder Scrolls Dude, 6. Cyberpunk is either going to be... The one hopeful I have for Cyberpunk is the fact they keep delaying it. I know a lot of people keep getting butthurt. I was like, no, I'm all for that. Like, <laughs> like uh, because the thing is, like, I've been let down so many times for, like, because of Bethesda of, like, they don't delay it. And the expectations would be ten times better if they just delayed it for an extra couple months. Right? Are you going to be upset? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, you're going to be like, man, that was worth it. This game is so good, that was worth it. So I think the combat's going to be very mediocre. And the reason why is because first-person combat is not very good in any game. If you really really think about it. You think about a shooter, what do you do? You move around and you shoot stuff. Unless you're Doom, where like you're in a room full of enemies and you're like dashing around and doing all that shit. Right. Doom has first-person combat down, but that's because it's a fast-paced arcade shooter, right? That's that's first-person combat. Third-person combat has a little bit more leeway in terms of things because of because you're not in the character and you can see around you. So they can do more things like uh like mechanically if your camera's pulled away from you, right, and you're seeing a full, like, everything around your character, you can see people coming from the side, so they can be a little bit more, in my opinion, you can be a little bit more free with right. your options combat No, 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 you're definitely right. Yep. Um, First-person combat, though, if you're in melee, what do you do? You, you block, and then you left-click and swing. Like, that's that's what you do in the melee or the punching. And then the, the guns, I mean, it's going to play like a shooter, hopefully. Like, it'll feel good. So the combat's going to be lackluster. I'm really, really excited for the world. And the characters. I was about to say the world is what people are gonna fall in love with. Yeah, like I think if if your world is, if you can fall in love and lose yourself in a world of any game, you can you can have some of those minor things, minor faults. Like right, like they're sitting there talking about. Uh, I don't know if you and I have talked much about it, but that Ashes of Creation game. 
Yeah. Is yeah. that game, like, before it's even, like, really come out, people are falling in love with the world just from, like, the concept of what could be. Not what is, but what could be. Right? So where people sit there saying, like, hey, like, you've got the lore down. You've got the world building down. Like, now let's just hope the combat is even halfway decent. And you've got a, just you've got to a be darn near perfect game. Yeah. Yeah, like, and that's where, because Asmongold was sitting there talking about it. He was like, so much of this game is going to rely on the combat just because everything else is is go, is guaranteed it's going to be amazing, right? Like, even on the alpha, the only negative people have been saying has been the combat, which I'm like, yeah, but, like, if the world is as good as they are projecting it to be, mm-hmm. like, people will deal with a clunky... A, a clunky like combat yeah you can overlook things and, i mean that's just what yeah, it is yeah right and like to to me i, I think you you point out a good point there of like the combat's going to be bad but like that people haven't the whole time for cyberpunk people haven't been sitting there saying oh like i can't wait to jump around that world shooting stuff no they're like hey no i can't wait to like make my character and to live in this cyber cybernetic like world you know what i mean and there's three different like storylines you can take like as far as your profession like what style of like like character you pick like apparently there's like three different like directions you can take it so there's like replayability there i don't know i think the game's gonna be good i i don't have any reason to say it's gonna be bad you know it's not like cd project red has come out with like any dog shit like Witcher well, so 3. I've never played Witcher, so I, I couldn't tell you. Like, I, I need to go back and play the... At least Witcher 3 to the very least. But, like, yeah. when people sit there and talk about that, like, I can't... I just know they're a big-name developer, right? And I know... I know Witcher is one of the best RPG games literally ever. And I've never played it. But I've seen enough. And people that are that deep into RPG games, like, that's the game that they reference for like a good rpg well because like, everybody copied witcher them too they changed everything yeah. like as soon as witcher 3 came out every open world game has copied the exact same witcher 3 experience like witcher 3 had these mechanics where uh like their their open world thing was like every seven minutes i think is what was their rule of thumb like something needs to happen whether a random world event or you run into an enemy or you get uh, a side quest or you run into a town like it was it was like you can go any direction and in like i think it was like seven minutes you can you'll you'll encounter something and ever since then like even you take red dead redemption 2 they did, took a lot of that same thing where like those random world events that pop up on the road are pretty frequent um and and different things like that and then you take even games like uh like horizon zero dawn i know it doesn't play exactly like it but like they took a lot of like it very clearly took a lot of like inspiration from what CD Projekt Red did with Witcher 3. Like, if, you, if you've if you played Witcher 3, you understand what I'm talking about. If you haven't played Witcher 3, either go play it or, or go watch some of Witcher 3 and then compare and contrast every other open-world game that's come out in the last five years. And I guarantee you, you're going to draw a lot of heavy similarities between the two because they did that. They changed everything with Witcher 3. Um, and Witcher 3 arguably got better with its DLC. Like, there's people yeah. that said that, like, Blood and Wine was one of the best... I think it was Blood and Wine... It's like one of the best DLCs of any game to come out. Of, like, of any game ever, yeah. right. And that's where, like, I don't know why. Like, I don't have a good excuse to why I never played them. Because, um, like, that, that game's right up my alley, right? Like, it's very Skyrim and Fallout. It, to be honest with you, it's a better Fallout 4. When you have a main protagonist, right? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you don't... 
name uh what's his name uh Geralt Geralt or whatever yeah so you don't you, they don't actually have a name um in, uh protagonist in Fallout 4 but like in theory like it's a lot they have a lot of the same similarities but like Witcher 3 just does it so much better man well they did it better so because better. from the first Witcher game you're Geralt they don't give you something they don't they it's not like they started like Witcher 1 and you make your own Witcher and like you're this customizable character and then in Witcher 2 they take that away from you and force you into Geralt which yeah. is exactly what Fallout did they give you these sandboxy like you're making a character um for God's sakes in Fallout 3 like you you, you start as your character from a baby like from the very beginning and then they release you into the world and you do what you want that's what's great about it and then you take something like Witcher whereas from the very beginning you've been living Geralt's story and yeah. I think games that do that properly are really well done but whenever you give a character give a player freedom and then you take that away like two or three games into the series it doesn't go well just doesn't doesn't bode well for the game right because the types of people that play your game are expecting freedom and they they like the the freedom of choice and the freedom to do what they want and role play and do whatever it is that they fucking like to do i don't know play with the controller in their ass whatever it is you just but they need that freedom don't pigeonhole them into a character that you've set up for them it just doesn't doesn't work well right i need to like i i do need to go back and play that game i've been i've been wanting to have some um new games to to play and uh that's definitely one of them that i need to it's usually on sale I need it's usually to, pretty cheap i think you get it like 50 well i've, I've got it I've, oh, I've owned it for two years bro <laughs> of course like, you have <laughs> i've had it for so long i've just never played it and yeah. i don't i don't have a reason to why i didn't play it i just didn't play it yeah and uh well like scratch that i do i mean it was an excuse to why i didn't play it but um I wanted to go back and do what my stupid self does, and I have to play, like the sequel or the the prequels and stuff like that. And they're way different. I, oh, I, I heard like I heard like the first one is mediocre. The second one's when it starts getting good, and obviously Witcher Three is Witcher Three. It's godlike. It's the one everybody always references for like the the must play. And, uh, but no, I don't, I don't have like even a small excuse to why I haven't played it. I've owned it for ever now. And I just, I didn't, for whatever reason, find the need to make it a priority to have to play it. It takes a lot of time to play it though. So that could be a good reason as to why. Nah, it's not a good excuse, dude. All I've got is time, clearly. But, (laughs) but, uh, but no, I, I definitely gotta go back to play, but. Um, but no, CD Projekt Red, like they've become one of those developers. But like, are they going to go down the the hole of Bethesda, right? And like, Bethesda, because when would you think Bethesda actually took off? Would you say it was Fallout Three and Oblivion was when like Fall or uh, when Bethesda became like? If you wanna, the, if you wanna really give it a give it a point, I would actually say that they're they they took off with Skyrim. Like Skyrim sold way more copies than Oblivion ever did. Like I and they actually marketed it and I remember seeing the ads for it. I would actually say that Skyrim's release is what kind of stamped Bethesda in a lot of people's mind as like this wonderful developer. And then due to um you had your hardcore fans, right, that had already played Morrowind yeah. and Oblivion and they had played, you know, Fallout 3 and they thought that was really good. And I do think that Fallout 3 was a big release. Um and I do think that that could be a point like a turning point for their company, right? Like that was a major, that was that 09 or some shit when that came out. 
Yeah, something like that. Or was it like 07? I can't remember. No, it, it wasn't It wasn't that late because uh, I remember that in high school when Christy and I were dating and we didn't start dating until my senior year. Yeah, and like Fallout 3, I remember like that was a big release. Um, but it, in my opinion, what, what kind of stamped it for a lot of people, even casual fans, was Skyrim. Like it got people into the games and then now you have a load of people that loved Skyrim. They got into Skyrim and they can't play oblivion or marwin because they're very different games like they don't have the nostalgia for it they only want to play the mods and shit like that yeah i think you're spot on because i do remember people like i don't remember like i don't remember hearing of bethesda as a creator because i I even loved fallout 3 i played a lot of fallout 3 yeah but i played fallout 3 because i loved fallout 3 not because of bethesda versus skyrim like was a like skyrim was a must-have game i remember when you and i first became friends we were talking and you were like, yeah, man, I love Skyrim. I was like, I've never played. You're like, you've never played. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was like, that's what it was, dude. Yeah. Like, if you hadn't played Skyrim, like, you were a weirdo. Like, how have you not played this game? And I, I agree with you. Like, that is, I think, the turning point for when Bethesda became a a serious must-have developer. Because even, even Skyrim wasn't perfect on launch, but it was a pretty good game, right? For as ambitious yeah. as it was, like, the bugs that it did have was, like okay, we can work through these bugs, dude. But, like, I remember Sheldon, like, that's all Sheldon played for two years, right? Yeah, like, I it's mean, literally it's, all he played. That's, and, uh, in my I, mind, I agree. that's why. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, I, I would have to agree. Like, after, like, talking about that, because, like, I didn't think of Bethesda. Like, I think because of Skyrim, I had high hopes for Fallout 4, because of Bethesda's now a like Fallout Three was good, Skyrim was amazing, right? So it's like okay, cool. So the next big thing that Bethesda actually makes, like I'm not counting New Vegas because that was a that was not Bethesda. Uh, if anything, Bethesda having the name Bethesda in there kind of like tampered it. But um, but then it was Fallout Four. Like the hype behind that was oh because if it's even half as good as what Skyrim was, like this is gonna be a pretty good game. And not only that. But when people sit there and think of the impact that Skyrim had, right? Just sitting there and think about this, the impact Skyrim had. How many times has that game been re-released? So you have uh, Legacy Edition. Well, actually, no. So if you do vanilla, right? So day one release. Then you have the like Game of the Year or Legacy Edition that came with the DLCs. Like all the DLCs. So that's two. Then you have the... Um, the special edition, which is three, and that was for like the next gen consoles, like PS4 and Xbox One, and then you have the Switch release, which is four, and then um, I don't count the sh- the the Mimi like Alexa edition. You can, yes, it has been released on the fucking Amazon Alexa, but I don't count that one. So I'm I'm counting at least four that I can remember. Let me see. I'm looking it up now. Yeah, minimum four. (laughs) That thing has been released. Uh, Let me see. Re-release imports. I think. So you had the Legendary Edition, which you mentioned. Uh, special edition, the remaster, 
the switch. Uh, so yeah, well, I mean, then I mean, you could technically say the VR, like they had a re-release. Yeah, they did. They did release it for the so VR. That's five. Um, yeah, so a solid like five, like five yeah. editions of the game, and it's it's just. They are not the company that people built them up to be. And I will maintain that because I was one of those people that built them up and hyped them right. up and <laughs> talked about it and streamed their games for years. Like that was that was me. I was one of those people. But the fact is, they're not they don't deserve to be in the same name as as a developer like like Bungie who, you know, has has Halo 1 and then oh shit, Halo 2 came out and it's even it's even better. What the hell? And then you know, you, then you have Halo 3 comes out and some people still maintain that Halo 2 might have been better. But like Halo 3 was arguably like a big step forward for the series as well. And it's like, they don't deserve to be in in that class of, of developer in, in all honesty. They just don't. They have not, they released one game that put them like, like on the, I don't, I don't want to say on the map because they were there, they existed, but for God's sakes, they were like nearly bankrupt or they did go bankrupt. It was something like that. Like they were in real trouble of, of completely going under at one point right. and they don't deserve to be in the, in the realm of uh, like fucking like, like uh, id or like ID software, the people that do uh, like uh, doom and, and shit like that. Like you just, they don't deserve to be there. In my opinion, they don't deserve, they don't touch obsidian. In my opinion, I think obsidian uh, has made multiple games that I've had way more fun with. I think Bethesda gets carried by independent modders. That's what I think. I think the mod teams for Bethesda, that's where they did right was mod tools, releasing their mod tools saying, Hey, Here's our creation kit. Go out and make some great shit. And there has been some amazing things that came out of it. Um, I'm pretty sure the guy that did the Fallscar mod for Skyrim actually ended up working at Bungie because of that mod. Like that was what that was his like resume or whatever. He like turned that in as like what he could yeah. do. And yeah, no, I would uh, I would have to agree. I like, don't think they deserve to be there. People built them up to a point of like can do no wrong, like, makes the best games ever. And I understand, like, Skyrim was a great experience. I'm not arguing that. But, like, what the fuck have they done? <laughs> I... Yeah. I don't get it. I'm yeah, at a loss. I, I, I don't know. Because I, I remember you were one of the first people, like, even when Fallout 4 first came out and people still had a lot of hype on it, the day one of you playing it, you were like, no, this game's trash. And I was like, What? Like why? Why is it trash? You're like, because it's literally the same shit as Skyrim. It's literally they're like, they're they're just they remodeled everything, but it's the same exact game. I, I did and not like that. Like it. Sat with me for a while, and I was like, uh huh, uh huh. Like started playing, and I was like, and then I because I remember I didn't like go hard into Skyrim until after I had played Fallout Four. So I was like, yeah, no, you're, yeah, you're you're spot on with that, spot on. Right, in the sense like of, like, yeah. It, and I'm not picky. Yeah. I am not a picky person whenever it comes to games. I don't, that's why I don't give reviews on games, because I would constantly be, like, the 9.5 IGN guy. Like, that's <laughs> the types of reviews that I would give, because for the most part, I try really hard to find the enjoyment in games. And like I said, I still played a lot of Fallout 4, but this is over the course of years. Like, I'd go back and play it for, like, five hours. You know, I'd go back and try it for five eight hours whatever whatever stream yeah. would be and 
I try it with some mods this time and it's, it's a little bit more, but it was like, it was just so watered down in terms of what I enjoyed about fallout or fallout new Vegas, like choices and, um, you know, speech and dialogue options. Like the things that make an RPG great is literally the things that I think Bethesda falls the shortest on. And it's one reason why I really respect a company like obsidian who, who makes very in-depth when they make an rpg they make you know your your dialogue options and your characters and things like that they're very well done they're very fleshed out um they might not be as flashy combat wise in terms of like and i say flashy but all skyrim was was run and swing like back up swing back up swing and it was like but like obsidian's combat isn't necessarily like the greatest thing in the world but it's an rpg it's you know it's right it's a different experience they're not trying to make a a a melee game. They're not trying to make a first-person shooter. They're not, they're, we're like that is the core gameplay. The core mechanics of a role-playing game is the role-playing and the well, well, not, experience. Not like and it just you don't get that in any of their games. I don't know. It's just weird. Kind of what you were saying though about um, about like the modern community, man. Like even if Bethesda was like, hey, like we're gonna send we're gonna send some of these testers out to. Uh, the modern community, right? And like, send us back what you guys got, and if we like, we throw it into the game, like we give you some type of royalty or something like that. You know what I mean? It may take the game like a month longer, but like those people that dive into that the the modding of a Bethesda game, like they find that stuff and put it out quick. Like I think you and I were talking about like how crazy it was that there was mods for Fallout Four like a week after the game had come out. Yeah, right? oh, so yeah, it's, no. it's not it's not difficult to it's not difficult for them to find what's wrong and to literally go into the coding or dive into the coding and throw it back like fairly quickly or just take just dude go to Nexus mods it wouldn't take Bethesda that long to have one guy go into freaking Nexus mods and be like hey these are a couple of the top modders let's send the game to them early yeah and see what they can do with it and if like if dude a company like Bethesda, dude, like throw the guys like twenty five grand, <laughs> fix this yeah. twenty five grand. The well, like in those miners, most miners would do it for free. That's it's like, hey, this is so good, they'll do it for free. That's what like that's how Valve built what Valve is. Is they weren't Valve wasn't producing quality games. They were taking teams of modders that already had a product in place that they liked. And then they would buy the mod team and tell them, like, kind of, like, let them kind of take it in a little different direction or add more to it. And then you wound up with some of the great Valve games that came out. Like, that was literally how Valve, like, a lot of their, like, old games got started. Like, I think it was, um, like, Portal started not as Portal. Like, it was something completely different, like a different concept, and they bought a mod team that already had this, like, different game in place, and then it turned into Portal. Like, that was literally what it was. Like, these... A lot of people really write off, like, independent modders or mod teams or things like that, and, like, I don't, I don't want to say they... Like, because a lot of people think of mods, and they think of, like, you know, Big Titty Anime Girl, like, sex mods, like, oh, cool, like, I get to, you know... I can butt fuck a horse with this mod. This is cool. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's not... Horse armor. Greatest yeah. <laughs> armor of all time. Hey, but it's like these mod teams. I mean, they're developers. Like, they, they code. Yeah. They they animate. They, they're, they're developers. Or they're wanting a job in the industry. Or some of them already have development jobs. Maybe it's not in, in 
like a big AAA studio or something, but maybe they're already an indie developer or something, and they're working on mods on the side. Like, there's a lot of these people are developers, and they're very good at what they fucking do. Yeah, and it's it's baffling to me that people one write them off, and 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 two that like it's just not. They're not as respected, I feel like, in a lot of communities, or, or like a, a, from developers. Yeah, in they're a, a meme sense. now. Yeah, it's they're just... a meme. Like when a when a Bethesda puts out a game, you know, it, it's a joke at this point. They patch their games like, for them. Yep. Day one, like there's always like a massive update, and then when you jump in, you're like, okay, cool, like update. That was a 60 gig update. Must have been a big one. Crash. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Go get the fucking unofficial patch. It's like what you do, yeah. just run straight over, straight over there. Dude, but it's 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 comical at this point, right? Like there's so many of those games that like you even you go to uh on Steam and it says you have to go download this for the game to run effectively. What? Yeah. What do you mean? It's game's been <laughs> on for 10 years. Yeah. What do you mean I need to download something else? Yeah. yeah. Right? Like it just it it just doesn't make sense to me, but like at the same time like you said, it's it's like they're a joke at this point and a lot of developers look at them and and that's why when a lot of people were going crazy when Microsoft bought them, I said, I'm not surprised. Like, I, I hope I if Microsoft was smart, if they were smart, like when Bethesda makes a game, it runs through Microsoft, right? And if Microsoft's ever going to start make like being taken seriously themselves as like a company for their exclusives, like they would they would have somebody they would have testers of hey, test this game, okay, Bethesda, send it back. Like, don't fall into that EA category of we're going to rush you and we're going to throw this game out yeah. and it's not complete, yeah. right? Like, if Microsoft wants to be smart, right, that's why like that's why a lot of third-party companies don't like going to Nintendo first because Nintendo's like, no, this is trash. <laughs> we're going to send it back, come, come up together because, like, you're not putting this on our console. And Microsoft and Sony both, they don't do that very often. Right, and I think last gen, Sony did a lot better with it, and Microsoft's gonna have to give it the program because I just the benefit that they Game Pass. That's all I care about. That would be dope. Uh, (laughs) Well, you heard about Game Pass uh, and EA like signing their thing, right? So like, there's a lot of uh, EA stuff for free on Game Pass. Yeah, good. Like uh, that's all I played. uh, Battlefront. (laughs) Like Jackson. Jackson's literally all he's been playing is Battlefront Two because it was put put on a game pass for free oh yeah they're combining the or not combining but like ea play, EA play. is a yeah. part of it or some shit yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that's which I is play. which is it's smart right like people are trying to make it so where like it's beneficial to have game pass now like game pass is like when you look at the game pass library you're like oh that's on there yeah i forgot like that's definitely worth 15 dollars a month i don't even right? know what like, i pay anymore I I don't care because I play it, but like I really don't remember. I think they upped the price from it was five dollars for me, and then it went up. I think I think it might be ten now. I don't know, but yeah, I think it's like ten, twelve, or something like that. But like no, like it, it's worth it. Like at the very least, I don't play a whole lot of stuff on there. But like for the king, we yeah. played the mess out of that game. <laughs> I think I have like right? fifty or sixty hours. In that That's game. what I'm saying. Like we played <laughs> we played the mess out of that game, and like it was free. And, like, Jackson, if anything, like, having a son because since, like, his his uh, username's on my Xbox, like, he can download the stuff, too, and he can still play everything and, and all that kind of stuff. And, like, 
I get the value from that alone. So like, if, I, I agree with you. Like, could you imagine like if, if they started like putting like new released Bethesda games on there, then cool. If I'm, if I'm getting the game for free, yeah. right. I'm not going to complain as much. Yeah. I, right? I hope they do put that shit on game pass. Me and Matt were playing, um, Deep Rock Galactic the other day because that just got put on Game Pass and it was a game I had had on my wish list on Steam for like three months and it literally just randomly got put on there. Saved me 30 bucks. So we were playing that yesterday. You should play that with us actually. Yeah, just let me know when. So uh, you're these dwarves and you go around and you mine shit and shoot stuff and it's, it's fucking fun. But um, yeah, that, that shit got put on Game Pass. It's like all I play now is subscription services on anything. That's how I got AC Valhalla, the Super Gold Dick Edition or whatever it is, the hundred and something dollar edition, is mm-hmm. on their Ubisoft service. So I signed up. It's fifteen bucks, and I've, I've been like playing the game with that. And it's well, like at the end of the day, like it's it's almost worth it now, right? Like even if you get the subscription service for all of them, you get Game Pass. You get because Origins doesn't have a free game one, do they? It was origin premiere which is how i played um star wars jedi fallen order mm-hmm. um it was origin premiere and it was 15 bucks and then i think that is what became ea play they like rebranded it to ea play and then now okay. now you have that EA makes play, sense i think yes yeah, so if you have well if ea play is combined with game pass right like all right cool that's awesome um but then the ubisoft one like those two to three subscription game services by itself like Let's be honest, like, what other games are you really going to need at that point? Or, or scratch that, cool, even jump one step further, uh, PlayStation Now, which isn't, like, they need to definitely work on that one, because <laughs> I remember you and I trying to play freaking God, God of War, War but, but, like, the, the game, the library on there was amazing. Yeah. Like, fix their servers, like, right? But, like, cool, you get those four subscriptions, yeah, you're paying You're going to pay 50, 40, 50 bucks a month, but you're going to, yeah, yeah. But think of all the games you got. Like, you don't need to buy any. Like You may need to buy two or three games a year at that point because it's like, oh, this game's not on any of them. Got to have it, though. Yeah. Right? But, like, most of the big-name titles that people are coming out with are on those. Or, cool, if you're a PC gamer, then, yeah, wait for the the winter sale. Right? Like, I have those subscriptions, but wait for the winter sale for that triple a game that's not on any of them but like yeah. game pass is doing an awesome job with most of their triple a titles are on game pass anyways yeah right every, like outer worlds the, when it was coming yep. out that's why i played outer right. worlds i basically like, like i sign up for them and then i play whatever's on there that just released on there that i wanted to play and i cancel it so if it takes me two months to get through it i spend 30 dollars to play a 60 dollar game and i find that right. as a win and then if they release another game that's going to be on there i'll re-sign up that's basically how it is. And also another reason why I do that is because these companies like to run those shitty deals where it's like, uh, sign up for subscription now and it's it's uh, $3. And it's like if I had kept my subscription recurring, then I wouldn't get that $3 deal. And then I'll just sign up for the $3 and play like whatever else comes out. You know, like I just, I always cancel mine. I'm kind of a, I don't know if that's how you're supposed to do that, but I just, I, I'm not, <laughs> I kind of, I'm a little shitty, I guess, whenever it comes to that, but I don't know. Right. I don't want to pay for it all the time, dude. I don't need it all the time. Yeah. No, you're not. You're definitely not wrong. Damn, dude. We've gone for an hour and a half already, bro. 
Oh, yeah, you gotta go get the, the little one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. We'll go ahead and wrap this up. Nice little return episode. Uh, I do hope you guys enjoyed listening, or if you're watching on YouTube, thank you. We did hit 100 subs while we were gone. Um, wow. We, we wound up with 100 subs, so we got the little custom URL thing. If you guys are interested in the video feed, it's youtube.com slash, I think it's furthest from perfect or furthest from perfect podcast. I don't know if the podcast <laughs> is on the end, whatever that is. Um, but that's, uh, that's the, the link. Basically we've got our own now, which is cool. So thank you guys for all the support. Um, new episodes will be coming out weekly now. Uh, the, the COVID stuff just really fucked us up. Definitely. That's, that's exactly what it was. Um, but we're back now. So appreciate you listening along, watching along, whatever it is. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and, uh, maybe stop by the streams cause we both stream, but if not, then we'll see you guys next week. All right. Take care guys.